Today on episode 79 of the Home of Play podcast, Sony has acquired a new gaming studio. PlayStation finally has its September showcase and we give our reactions. PS Pro and Xbox upgrade rumors start to circle us. All that and more. Let's get some intro song. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 79 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday, the two best friends join forces to give you all the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we're the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steven. With me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Hello, hello. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here because of this. That allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free if you enjoy at your leisure. We only ask you to help support the show by telling your friends, family, and the centaurs about the podcast, then that they can find us on all your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Uh, just hit subscribe on that podcast. It helps us out very much. So every month we're growing. It's all because of your lovely gaming homies helping to spread the cause through the power of word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, or complaints we want to hear from you, please send any of those to our email address, homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com. And then we can read your questions on the show or alone in private. We'll discuss all the crazy crap that came from PlayStation Showcase this past Thursday. On today's episode, we have four news articles to discuss. But first, as always, let us begin with what we've been up to this last week. And Chris, we have to start with you. Well, I was away for two weeks, so I have a bit of a recap. Not too much, but uh, the big one is Immortals Phoenix Rising has been completed. I got the platinum. I, uh, I enjoyed it. I I'll be honest though I was it depends how you want to judge how much I enjoyed it because typically I was playing it while watching Netflix on in the background now I was more focused on the game than Netflix because Netflix was just reruns playing of just noise and things I've seen before so I I enjoyed it uh you watched you even watched me play a little bit um yes what were your impressions just on the brief amount that you saw did you Uh, you seem interested in it if Ubisoft took a stab at Breath of the Wild. That's um, what that would look like, probably. Without the super annoying, my weapon broke after two swings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's quite enjoyable. I, I would probably recommend it to most people who enjoy open world fantasy stuff um, or mythology type thing uh, with all the Greek gods and stuff. It was good. It was funny. Um, am I going to get the DLC? Probably not. I'm going to move on to something else, but uh, I enjoyed my time with it. That's for sure. Uh, other than that, uh, okay, I, I got a little bored during uh, the last two weeks. Uh, I did finish uh, 12 minutes. Uh, that's that uh, Willem Dafoe and Daisy Ridley and James McVoy. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. Uh, I got most of the endings except for I think one of them. I just looked it up. It wasn't that much of a stretch from what I'd already seen for some of the endings. It was good. There was one puzzle that I couldn't quite figure out. And I'll be honest, I did look up what I had to do. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess you could figure that out. But it's kind of tricky. And I'd played like earlier on, like maybe two or three like when it first came out and then kind of was a gap of time where it, i didn't play it and then went back to it so i kind of forgot about the thing that's why i couldn't finish the puzzle but um yeah it was good uh enjoyable definitely i don't even know what the price is right now but it's not worth it <laughs> whatever the, <laughs> I, I like i mean yeah it's talented acting it's an interesting story all that kind of stuff but it's 
it doesn't have replayability in my opinion. I mean, maybe go for all the endings, but it doesn't even take that long to get the endings. Uh, so I don't know. It's it's a good indie game. I wouldn't spend more than fifteen dollars on it. It's definitely a good experience. Probably good for Game Pass, that's for sure. Um, but yeah. So after completing those two, like I said, I got a little bored and kind of went down a dark path. <laughs> I uh, ended up booting up Destiny Two, see what's going on in that universe. Um, it's so it's not like it's definitely different. I don't have any of the expansions, so I'm just playing the free version. Um, so I don't ha- you don't have access to too much, but you can go up your gear ranks and all that kind of stuff. So I ended up mostly playing uh, Crucible with one of my buddies who still plays it. Uh, pretty regular um, just playing crucible pvp it was fun uh, had a good time with it am i gonna get the new expansion when it comes out down the road maybe it depends on if it's in a window of like nothing else uh, but i had fun playing it and i'll probably go back to it every once in a while just fill the fill the time gap destiny 2 is funny to me because it's kind of the sh- first person shooter of the wow where every time WoW is an expansion, everyone you ever known that's played, it's like, you know, I'm just going to go back for a bit. I'm just, I'm just going <laughs> to nine yeah. weeks later, right? Yeah. And then uh, I feel like Destiny is the same thing. It's the only other thing, in my opinion, that can have this many expansions and still get those people coming back. Because you're not the only person I've heard that's recently yeah. turned it back on. It, it, to be honest, it's, it's pretty much an MMO without the paid subscription. You just have to pay once every expansion pack, pretty much, <laughs> I guess. That's really the best way to explain it. Yeah. And then, yeah, I was bored a little bit and I uh, was watching somebody play some Genshin Impact and I'm like, hey, I could do that. Messed around in there for like an evening, uh, just trying to see all the new stuff. There's new areas, but I don't have them unlocked. It's like, uh, maybe I'll jump back into this every once in a while. I don't know. So I just dipped my toe back into it. I don't know if I'm going to go down the rabbit hole, but eh, we'll see. We'll see. The PS5 version's out now, so it definitely runs smoother. Because it didn't run perfect on the PS4, so, but it definitely it, it runs well. Other than that, a couple of the random stuff I always play, but that's pretty much been my two weeks. How about you? What have you been up to? I heard you got a new game. I did get a new game, but before that, I played absolutely nothing this week. I uh, took a mental health week, uh, <laughs> no video games, and uh, I think even Wednesday, traditionally my biggest uh, video game day, uh, cause I have the most time and my wife's not around. I basically just spent it and did things for myself, which I think is important for anyone. So if you're listening to me, do it for yourself. Trust me. Uh, it's great. So I basically got a massage. I watched Shang-Chi by myself, which is a very gangster move. <laughs> you, you go to a theater by yourself. That is very <laughs> gangster. <laughs> it's like, people don't know if you're the biggest Marvel fan or the guy that's going to stab him in the parking lot. Uh, so <laughs> I just took that gamble, did it. It was great. Uh, really enjoyed that, you know, looked at, for some new glasses. I uh, can't remember. I looked for some horror books to purchase and read, but there's nothing that struck my fancy. A couple of Stephen King books I haven't seen before, but uh, not Stephen King's interesting. There's the supernatural Stephen King, and then there's like more reality based Stephen King. And I, I like the supernatural stuff, not the reality stuff. So I mean, I just bounced on it. But yeah. That's kind of me. Didn't do anything. Was kind of bored of everything. But I was waiting for this Friday, which is today as of recording. Got Tales of Arise. Very excited. We can talk about the reviews later. Uh, but I didn't get a chance to play it because, you know, this demands my attention first. So after recording, I'll finally get some time and I'll definitely be talking about it next week. 
So yeah, that's about everything for my week. Uh, moving on. Did you hear Elden Ring? Actually, you should have heard because you posted this. Uh, we'll have open world towers to help you find smaller dungeons, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting. I, you know, I get some people are probably tired of hearing me talk about Elden Ring because uh, I just won't Never. stop talking about it. You posted this, so I feel like you're my drug dealer at this point, <laughs> and uh, everything I do under the influence is your fault. And yeah, so I saw this. Very curious. I think me and you kind of touched this before recording uh briefly touched it and uh rubbed it if you would like a magic lamp but uh basically i'm i'm intrigued to say the least uh it sounds like a synchronization point from assassin's creed it sounds like the towers from breath of the wild i'm like how did how are we going to get a souls version of one of these things but it is smart because they said like apparently these smaller dungeons it appears they could be quite missable so with this uh, it's supposed to help you out a little bit, find those dungeons, because I do know they said, like, they've hidden things throughout this world. If it's summable, uh, summonable uh, NPCs or uh, extra weapons and magic, possibly, like, it sounds like there will be a purpose. Like, you might want to do these smaller dungeons. So, I don't know. There's just so many cool extra things this game has that we've never really seen before in a Miyazaki game. I I can't freaking wait. Like, just... Why isn't it January? <laughs> like, what? Maybe that's an article. When's January? <laughs> God damn. If, you know, I, I, th- I feel like I say this every year. I, we, I think we had this conversation last year, and I'm always like, oh, I can't wait till next year. Next year has the games. We get to next year. They're delayed until the next year. And <laughs> I feel like we've been doing this for like two, three years now. Uh, but oh, if, if they stop just pushing everything away, Oh my god, is 2022 going to be great? <laughs> Horrible for my bank account. Horrible. <laughs> I feel like my account is going to call me like, Steve, we're in crisis mode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the only thing I was going to add to it is I wonder if these um, towers are maybe going to be kind of equivalent to like the uh, the bonfires. Like maybe they'll be like checkpoint areas or maybe you could fast travel between them too. That'd be smart to kind of make like, because I know they've talked about... Uh, like, you know, your traditional bonfires, like mm-hmm. uh, one in one of the kind of scenarios they painted was basically you, you see a bunch of enemies at a bonfire and guess what? It turns out it's like a bonfire for you too after you kill them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're right. Like, it would be smart to kind of give you another option like that, especially in open world. Like, I, I don't, I get traditional Souls games, you know, they have that path where it's like, well, they want you to struggle to get to the next checkpoint. You know, that is kind of like the key I don't know, gameplay mechanic that it's like, you got to work your way here. And if not, you know, that's the struggle of the game. You died again. Um, but yeah, so, but in open world, I just don't feel like it trans like that. It would do any negative side effect to give you that ability. Basically, right. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, yep. Uh, not too much to talk about there, but you know, more Elden Ring is more better. Uh, then we found out this week, the new PS5 SKU that we talked about last week, I just want to touch on it a little bit again this week because now we have an, uh, an opposing article and it sounds like another uh, contestant <laughs> came in the ring and he claims that the new PS5 SKU that we talked about last week that uh, the claims were that it runs hotter. He's saying it's the opposite. Uh, so I broke this down very quickly. Uh, I don't think we have to touch on this too long, uh, but uh, here we go. I, I took some chunks out of an article. Unlike Evan's results, which were taken by measuring the temperature of the new PS5's exhaust vents, Hardware Busters has measured the temperature of the console's internal components 
and concluded that despite having a smaller heatsink, the console CPU actually runs cooler in the new model. Uh, in its test, Hardware Busters found that the new PS5 CPU operates at a significant 11 degrees Celsius, cooler than the launch model at 40.08 Celsius degrees, or degrees Celsius if you speak English, versus 51.15 degrees Celsius. However, the new PS5's memory has deemed to be running hotter at 48.2 degrees Celsius versus the 40.88 degrees Celsius. Uh, it's worth noting that because the YouTube channel only tested one new PS5 console manufacturing variants could be a factor in the results. The hardware busters suggest this likely contributed to the vast difference in the CPU temperatures. A little bit of a mouthful. Hopefully I got through that in a coherent manner. Chris, what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I'm not too sure where this is going to go. Like from what I understand, this is just going to become the new PS5. Mm. that sounds right to you right like that's this what is, it seems it's like not going to be like you could purchase the one that you know has this temperature or this heat sink compared to this one so it, in I, my opinion it definitely seems kind of like i'm not sure if you're aware of this but at one point uh the switch kind of did the same thing there was just a new yeah. switch unit and eventually just took over and yeah. there was no like signage on the box saying like hey this one has a bigger battery hey this is this it just was the switch. Yeah, it just becomes the new standard. So yes, I, I mean, there. I to me, I would hope that they're not going to release something that doesn't work properly or or is intended. And now it's weird because now we got conflicting results from two different groups. So it's like, I, I guess we'll just have to wait till Sony like announces like, yeah, it's it's actually going to be better or worse or whatever. I can't imagine them releasing a worse to be honest. Or even so. if they would just talk about it in general. Yeah. Like, I can't believe they're ha- they have not said anything. Yeah. They haven't even talked about the new SKU itself. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna I, we're probably gonna touch on that a little bit during the showcase of all the things they're not talking about. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, cool if they can make it if they can make it cheaper too. But I doubt that. Yeah, probably not yet. Especially you know they know that the money the demand. Coming. Yes, exactly. The demand is up here. Supply is down there. (laughs) So we talked about Tales of Arise, my new game purchase this week. Very excited to play it more after we finish this recording because it's all I want in me. Tell me. So let's just go over a nice review summary. Uh, I went to Metacritic. The game's currently sitting on 87 on the PS5. That means we have 55 positive critic reviews and only one mixed review. Uh, and that's really good. <laughs> Honestly, I can't complain. It's probably one of the best reviewed Tales games in a while. And uh, that's honestly the reason I pre-ordered it. So I, like I said, I just want to get back to it. I'm very excited to just have a game. Uh, I feel like this year has been me just playing back catalog or just going back to games I've beaten prior, right? Yeah. Uh, Demon Souls stands out, but you know, that's not technically a 2021 game. I feel like I was just playing older games. Uh, what else have I really like? I, I currently, as it sits, it's so depressing that I feel like by default, if we're talking strictly 2021 games, uh, Resident Evil 8 is my top spot. <laughs> and like, yeah. I'm not saying the game's bad, but it just, I don't think in an, any other year it would be in my top game. Yeah. I'm waiting for you to all of a sudden go, and that's the podcast, guys. Have a good night. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta play me some RPG. <laughs> Uh, And then kind of touching on that, uh, I also thought it was interesting uh, that we could take a side avenue here. Tales of Arise is 20 gigabytes smaller on the PS5 thanks to the compression. So we've seen this before. Uh, Push Square has a good article on it where they kind of said, like, we've seen this on Spider-Man 
uh basically those were 25 percent smaller file sizes on the ps5 but it just seems this trend that mark cerny talked about in that uh conference we got a long time ago uh basically he said this would be a reality and uh yeah there's no lie here i i'm very excited uh the only time this doesn't seem to hit is when we talk about call of duty where somehow the games are getting bigger <laughs> You beat me to it. You beat me to it. I was, was going to say, does Activision know about this feature? Uh, uh, nobody's ever told them, apparently. Uh, oh. What is compression and uh, how? what is game? God, I almost want to go back through all of our podcasts and count how many times we zinged Call of Duty. I'm sorry. It's just like, you know, it's we're seeing fun. more and more evidence that like every game seems to have somewhat. It is somewhat smaller on the PS5. It's just I don't think I've seen one game that it got larger except for Activision. Yeah, I and honestly, then, I don't I guess, know. I can't imagine anybody arguing for it, like mm-hmm. to say, "Oh yeah, no, it makes sense that there's 150 gigs in this." Uh, I don't think I've heard, ever heard anybody say that. So, I don't know. Activision needs to get their shit together. <laughs> exactly. It's funny how I can. Me and you are very talented in the fact that we can take a Tales of Arise <laughs> uh, into- article and turn into like <laughs> F Activision kind of. <laughs> oh, we have a good time here. Uh, so talking about more reviews, Life is Strange 2 Colors a review summary here as well. Uh, that game also came out today as a recording. Uh, currently sitting on 81 Metacritic on the PS5. Uh, this one's a little more of a mixed bag. Not too mixed, but slightly more mixed. We have 36 positive reviews, nine mixed, and one negative, very negative. Uh, Push Square that gave Tales of Arise a 9 out of 10, also gave this game a 6 out of 10. So, again, you pick your favorite reviewer and uh, make the decision based off of that. It's the best way you can really go here. But uh, only one negative, so, you know, not nothing too horrible. But uh, I don't think, Chris, you have any plans on picking this one up. You know, I'm bored enough where I probably would have, but I, I can't do it for the price. I can't. It's a full, they're charging a full price game. Now, maybe there's enough content in it where it is a full length game, but I have to go off its like Don't Nod's history of like episodic. Okay. Each episode's usually an hour and a half to two hours if you're like stretching it. Like, and usually ends up being maybe a 10 hour game, which, yeah, I guess compared nowadays, some games are only that long, but I don't know. I, I, I can't justify it. I haven't spent that much money on all of them that I've got altogether that made sense <laughs> but i I'm, i don't know I'm, I'm curious what like the negative side of the reviews are like what people aren't aren't liking well, about there's only it. one that was officially labeled negative but i from what i could see he just basically said the story is very basic yeah like a six out of ten seems kind of low to me oh that, so. that's that's a mixed review the, the negative was i think a four out of a 10. four okay i can't remember who gave it that but yeah I'm, yeah, I'm curious on that. I'll have to look into it a little bit more. I could totally see myself getting it at some point, but mm. that's probably when it's at least 80% cheaper than what it is now. Sony walks back on Horizon Forbidden West upgrade plans. So we talked about this last week as well. It was our final article. It Did we talk about it last week? It was a very passionate and heated discussion between me and Curtis. <laughs> and uh, well, not that we were heated. We were more heated towards fighting yeah, Sony. Yeah. And some of their ridiculous PR moves. And uh, yeah, I think, I don't know if I ended it or started it, but at some point you can find the recording. I said that this was going to turn around, that they were definitely going to go back on this. It was so stupid and so obvious. And literally the day after we recorded, they went back on this. Might have like been the I day of. Uh, yeah, might have honestly. Yeah, I can't remember when we recorded last week, but I can barely remember Goldfish. But 
Uh, yeah. So I, whatever it, they turn it around. Uh, they're going back saying something about upgrade fees. This is the confusing part is they said they, they not only went back, but it sounds like you get a free upgrade now from PS4 to PS5. So you're following me, Chris, because yep. you get ready for get ready for this doozy, Chris. But... Now, Chris, you want to go buy the PS4 version, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Sure. So you, you have a six you have a sixty dollar game. You buy the sixty dollar game. You upgrade to the PS5 version. Now, for, see, for, I'm stupid. For free? For free? For free? For oh, free? Okay. I'm stupid, right? So I'm like, I want a PS5 version because why do I want to waste all my time with this upgrade plan? I have to buy a seventy dollar version, Chris. Well, that's. I mean, I, I mean, you're special. So you get a PS5 version with a free upgrade for sixty dollars, but I pay seventy for the same game. So what you're saying is math is <laughs> math is hard. Math is hard. Sony doesn't understand it. It's uh, yeah, it's a foreign language, basically. But, but, but what extra features do you get by paying that extra ten dollars? I nothing apparently because you get the free, you get the same version. This but, is but so... can you play it on PS4 if you wanted to? Yes, apparently. Can it well, go downgrade? No, definitely probably not. What am I saying? <laughs> Options? Sorry. I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but yeah, so basically, it sounds like if you're listening to this right now, go buy the PS... Well, don't do it right now, obviously. Wait for reviews. Make an educated decision. Or just wait till it comes out. Wait till your friends tell you what they think. But anyway, when this happens, when you're ready to make that move, buy the PS4 version is what I'm telling you right now. Uh, I don't know why they're doing that. It just sounds like another thing they overlooked and just makes themselves look a little silly yet again. It just tells you uh, how all the price hikes on all the games are not justified, probably. Wow, well, and even they're confused by it, right? They're like, what, what are we doing with that thing again? And uh, <laughs> this other thing's not $10 more. I, oh, wait, I don't oh, know. Maybe we should be giving them a custom bow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that'll justify it. Those idiots. Ah, okay, so we finished all that pre-news discussion, the little bite-sized fun stuff uh, that we can quickly skim over. But now we're ready for the big media articles, so we get into the, the news. news. Number one, welcome to the family. This one comes from Push Square. Sony has announced that it has acquired UK-based studio Fire Sprite as the latest of its PlayStation Studio developers. The Liverpool-based developer has was sorry established in 2012 by former members of the SIE studio Liverpool after it was closed down by Sony. Now the studio, including many staff who were employed as part of Studio Liverpool, have become an official part of the PlayStation Studios family. Prior to acquisition, Fire Sprite had been recruiting for two titles, a game-changing huge multiplayer shooter and an ambitious ambitious, sorry, dark narrative blockbuster adventure. I hit the wrong button on my mouse. A PlayStation Studios head, Herman Hulse, made the announcement on the PlayStation blog, stating, in quotes, After a number of years closely collaborating on several games together, including the Playroom PS4 and the Playroom VR PSVR, I I couldn't be more delighted to welcome Fire Sprite into the PlayStation Studios family as our 14th studio. It continues, quite a few members of Fire Sprite come from the SIE studio Liverpool and we're thrilled to welcome them back. Fire Sprite is a creative and ambitious studio that is exceptional at building incredible experiences that truly showcase the potential of our hardware. The team's technical and creative capabilities will be paramount to growing our stellar catalog of exclusive games and I think you'll be excited for what's to come. Chris, uh, tongue twisters and the word ambitious every three seconds. (laughs) But that aside, are you happy to see this acquisition? Sure. Um, 
do you happen to have a list of what they've worked on? Like the the playroom is kind of it's definitely entertaining for. Well, God bless your little child. I did put a list. Did you uh, now? In 2013, we got the playroom on PlayStation 4. In 2014, we got Run Sackboy Run, which was on PlayStation Vita. 2016, we got the Playroom VR. Guess where that was? PlayStation VR. Uh, and then on PlayStation VR as well, we got Air Force Special Ops Nightfall. That was 2017. And the Persistence VR 2018. Uh, then we have the just the Persistence in general in 2020 for the PlayStation 4. And I didn't realize this at the time, but uh, they apparently are making Star Citizen, which I've heard uh forever ago i guess mm. it's just a game that's forever oh, don't you know creation. it's gonna be out 2042 <laughs> and uh it's ever growing and it's weird because typically games that take this long to make you hear nothing but bad negative press but actually like if you read fan oh, stuff yeah, it I know. seems like it's it's quite positive People anyway like it. that one's on your pc uh so yeah they have you know uh in a catalog of uh, very special titles, uh, very PlayStation-centric mm -hmm. titles. So yet again, it just goes with the theme that we see a lot of that PlayStation likes to acquire uh, studios that work on PlayStation properties. And it seems like they have more VR experience. That's for sure. I mean, not every studio is going to have VR experience, but they've touched, they've dabbled in some VR games. So mm -hmm. that's good because I know that's they're going to be pushing that hard. I think whenever it finally gets announced, which wasn't I, which wasn't this month. And I don't think it's like nailed. Uh, I don't think the coffin's nailed on like they have to be working on VR, but no, very much. You know, we know about the PSVR two. We know it's not coming out this holiday season, but next holiday season. So you're probably going to want to get some, you know, games get made, right? So mm -hmm. looking at that, you're probably like on point here, where I do think like they're going to be working on PSVR two titles. Like if you said put some money down on white, or red, or black. Uh, red being, you know, traditional games, black being uh, VR games, I would definitely bet on black right now. I'm excited for all the potential that's going to come out of PlayStation Studios, but I just feel the one kind of crutch it's on right now is I don't know if we're going to see any of these games for three to five years. <laughs> see, if it was traditional, if it was traditional VR games, I would disagree with you. I'd be like, well, no, I feel like those aren't as graphically demanding. There's sure. not a lot of yeah, okay. feature feature heavy mechanics necessary. So I feel like you could probably pop that on two to three if you put your head, you know, you put your nose down, you get your work done. Uh, but now PSVR two, there's so much to it. The haptic feedback, the weird tracing, uh, words that I can't say. Uh, it's just uh, the graphically we're talking about like you know very high a step up the game. Yes, so. Now I'm looking at what a PSVR 2 game could be. Yeah, it's, you're probably right. It is going to take probably four to five years. So let's just move on to number two. Don't get it twisted. This one comes from VGC. Sony Interactive Entertainment is planning to revive the Twisted Metal series to coincide with its upcoming television adaption. It's been claimed. Uh, that's according to Game Beat journalist Jeff Grubb and matches with what VGC has heard from its own sources. Grubb said on his latest Giant Bomb video show that he heard... A revival of the car combat game was in early development and representing a broadening of Sony's first party games strategy to synchronize with its movie and television projects. Uh, this is in quotes. I think Twisted Metal is in the works, but it may still be a ways off. So I think we're early, Grubb said. That speaks to a larger strategy shift from Sony. Well, it's not even a shift. It's a broadening of their strategy. 
if they have Twisted Metal ready to show, uh, at I guess he's referring to the showcase that happened this week, they might. But either way, it does seem like it's in the works and it does seem that it's coming. And it does seem like it does not involve David Jaffe. A little extra context here. Uh, Grub said on of the television show, it does seem like Sony is potentially greenlighting games to coincide with their attempts to release movies and television shows based on these properties. <laughs> oh yeah, get ready for that. Oh yeah, you're right. Actually, the I think the show is not coming out until 2022. So I bet you they won't reveal the remake till shortly before. Uh, it seems that they are going to try to line things up with games at the same time. And the thinking there is one, they looked at Marvel Cinematic Universe and they want to have MCU-like success. And I think there's a thought inside of Sony that, hey, we make movies. Why aren't we capitalizing on that? He added, there's a prestige attached to Hollywood and prestige television. And I think Sony is craving a bit, but also it's good business. Holy crap. A lot of traps. Jeff Grubb laid out a lot of traps for me. Uh, But beyond that... Uh, does this surprise you at all, Chris? Are you a Twisted Metal fan? You know, give me the deets, son. So for me, I, I, I'm i not going to say I wasn't a Twisted Metal fan. I like the idea of it, but I never had any people in my circle that actually had it to my recollection. And you I do never... Now. You do now. <laughs> and I never had it. Um, the only goofy one that was kind of like a goofy spinoff game that I had was on PlayStation called Rogue Trip. And it was very similar to Twisted Metal, but really kind of jokey, I guess. But uh, and I really enjoyed that. So I, I know, I think I played like the demos and stuff, but I don't know why nobody ever had it. But um, I'm interested in a TV, the TV show more, probably mm-hmm. more than the game, to be honest, because that could be one messed up TV show. <laughs> yeah, it's cr- like, I have a hard time understanding how they're going to try to do that TV show. Uh, just Mad being Max? a fan of the series. Yeah, that's honestly, you, you stole the words right on my head. Uh, I was thinking the same thing. Like, I'm thinking Desert, Mad Max. You're going to need a lot of, like, square footage, really, to do, like, an arena car shooting mayhem thing. Yeah, it'd be like, hard to film I mean, in a city. I wouldn't doubt if that will be, the like, the showpiece of, like, the whole series, if it ends in that kind of chaos because that is going to be hell expensive yeah so i've always been kind of a fan of twisted metal as a kid like original playstation i played twisted metal one i played twisted metal two the most uh i do recall fondly twisted metal black i think that's the one i played i think mm, i played that was one. it the one where sweet tooth's uh ice cream van transformed into like a robot like a mech yeah yeah that's a uh, black um so I really enjoyed those games, uh, two especially. I remember the secret boss that was a pain to unlock, but once you got him, he's like a giant tech. I can't remember his name was Minion or something, but he was awesome. And uh, yeah, I just remember a lot of those characters fondly. Like, don't get me wrong, they changed a lot. Like, the only one that seems to stick around is Sweet Tooth, like we are talking about. Uh, I don't know if, like, Mephisto's going to be in here, what's going on. Are they going to try to be more realistic with this next game? Because that's what Black kind of did is it took away a lot. It was almost like a reboot for the series at the time. Then I never played the PS3 Twisted Metal. And so I'm probably part of the problem of like the success of this series. Wasn't the um, villain always the same? Like the main villain? Or maybe you know, I'm well, wrong. M- Mephisto was like... There is no villain, right? It's kind of like Mortal Kombat and Mephisto yeah. oversees. And if you kill everyone else, you get a wish. Right. So, like, I guess if you perceive that to be, like, he's a villain because he makes, like, this evil car 
but yeah, like I, I, if there's any validity to the rumor, I'm just worried about the David Jaffe part. Like it, it would be kind of crappy to move on with the series with no conversations with him whatsoever. Not even something like just let him be a producer or something like, I don't know, a creative, whatever this or that, uh, you don't have to let him like take the full reins. Cause I know there does seem to be a weird relationship between Sony and Jaffe. Uh, I know he talks a lot of crap on some of his podcasts. Um, and maybe they don't like that, but I don't know. I, I guess I appreciate honesty. It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. As, as long as you tell me your true opinion, then, you know, I think for the most part, people are excited, would be excited for a new Twisted Metal. If by nothing else, the nostalgia factor. Alone. Yeah, like I said. it's one of those like almost cult classics of a game, you know? Yes. So, yeah, I think people are excited for it. I'd probably be excited for it because I haven't, I haven't had a good Wreckham driving game in like a while, to be honest. So, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I just remember Twisted Metal 2 and there's a character, I think his name was Axel. And it was literally just his body and his arms are like stuck into two giant wheels. <laughs> and like and then i remember taking that and then i'm like i'm gonna drive to this eiffel tower and for some reason there's an elevator in the eiffel tower so i'll go all the way to the top <laughs> with this man who's just getting shot at with no cover i'm like okay this is weird uh but yeah fun game clearly right so mm-hmm. let us move on to number three going pro this one comes from games radar gonna tack on a disclaimer that this is rumor i mean obviously it's gonna happen but Rumor time. (laughs) (laughs) A PS5 Pro console is likely to release in 2023, according to a new report. In a recent video from tech channel Moore's Law is Dead, the channel's founder says that there is, in quotes, there is a PS5 Pro coming in a similar time frame to when one came out after the original PS4 launch. The PS4 Pro arrived three years after the base PS4, leading the YouTuber to suggest they think a PS5 could arrive by the end of 2023. It's not clear yet, however, how powerful that new machine will be, while some sources suggest that Sony could really push the boundaries of its tech, resulting in a console costing as much as $700. Moore's Law is Dead suggests that players might not be willing to invest that much, even with the possibility of 8K gaming. Instead, a pro console could limit its specs in an attempt to lower prices. There's also mention of a PS5 Slim, which Moore's Law is Dead expects to see late next year. While Sony is planning entirely new consoles, Microsoft is reportedly aiming to refresh. I like these the new terms they always make up. <laughs> and I'm not just saying Microsoft, it's all of them. It's Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S consoles, starting with the smaller offering. After discussing Sony, the video claims that Microsoft is targeting at least one refresh for late 2022. The company's apparent priority is to re-release the Xbox Series S with improved specs. That makes sense. The YouTuber suggests that a new console would cost up to $50 more than the current offering, but that Microsoft plans to drop the price of the older model potentially to less than $200. In my opinion, I know this is rumor. Uh, Obviously, I would expect a Pro to come out at some point. My main concern is 2023. We have a lot of games actually being scheduled for 2023, so that kind of sucks if a Pro console comes out. And we've had our PS5 sitting on a shelf, not playing as much. I mean, it's our PS4 substitute. So, I mean, we're definitely getting improved performance for most games. But uh, for me, it's, I don't know, too soon, Junior. Too soon. 
How about yourself? Uh, you know, there's a couple things we should touch on. I personally don't believe that the PS5 Pro would be $700. I honestly think just they're going to probably do what Microsoft's doing. And I personally think they're going to try to keep it around the same price uh, as the current PS4 disc version or PS5. I'm mixing my numbers. Uh, but they try to keep it that price and then they're just going to lower the original one. Honestly, I feel like this move. Oh, and also I should note, uh, can we not talk about AK gaming? This is totally ridiculous. You know, again, I know a little bit about computers. I'm kind of, I would say somewhat current on graphics cards and we don't have PCs that can do a solid, 8k so like let's just stop pretending that that's a possibility especially when 3080s out there are struggling 60 frames with true 4k so maybe let's try to get true 4k before we start talking about 8k but that's just my opinion i hate flashy titles it's like you said uh how they're using now it's like oh it's a refreshing while it's like oh it's 8k i'm like shut up you're not even doing proper 4k 90 percent of the time shut up yeah i mean Uh, even like 95 percent of people on pc are struggling to get 4k at least they some people probably think they're getting it and they're probably not because they don't know what they're doing willing to pay like 1500 dollars to 2000 dollars for a video card right like and, and it's like, we're going to pretend that we're comparing. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I always stand by my statement that we have the best consoles we've ever seen. We've definitely narrowed the gap from console to PC as, as narrow as it's ever been before, especially when you consider price comparisons. Um, but yeah, I'm just sick and tired of hearing AK. But getting back to what you asked me, uh, I don't think it's going to be 2023. Uh, like everything else that gets pushed back, I would I honestly... I really think it'd be silly if it was any sooner than 2024. But that being said, I do think the strategy here is that they want to change and make, I bet you they want to change core components that are causing some of these delays in manufacturing. And if they were to push it to 2023, push it up, if you will, uh, I think it's only going to be because they think they could get more of these produced and then make up for all the issues that we're having with people not being able to get the console that they desire to purchase. I agree with you on that. The problem is all the people who got the PS5 right now are probably, I don't know if I would call them hardcore gamers, but they're probably hardcore PlayStation owners. And all those people, when they hear that there's going to be a pro system coming out, I mean, we don't know what the specs would be, but we assume they would be improved. All those people are going to probably want that system. Like, I'll be honest, like it's we I eventually upgrade to a pro. You got a pro eventually. Not not like day one release, but I mean, yeah. So it's like you're going to be hurting your supply and demand because of that as well. Yes. and No, because I would also argue that the people that you like you were saying that have the PS5, they're more, you know, they have their ear to the ground. But that's the same people are even going to know there's a pro coming. Yes. Would you buy it? Uh, yeah, honestly, you know, I feel like we had this problem last generation where I had a PS4. I was pretty content. Then I heard about the PS4 Pro and I was one of those that was pissed. I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was stupid. I want nothing to do with this. You're basically telling me that I invested in you just to have to mid like console generation have to like reinvest into you uh, to try to keep up and, you know, you know, you don't have to, but I'm one of those guys where it's like, I bought this thing and now every showcase that comes out, you're telling me like, well, it looks better on this and this is the best version here. 
and I can't be a part of that, like then I feel like I'm missing out. I so I eventually bought it again. I did wait though uh, until there was like an awesome deal where I could trade in my old one and got the new one for basically nothing. I, I feel like I paid fifty dollars for it. It was ridiculous. So at that point, okay, I got a pro, great. Uh, but being that same. You know, it's the same problem where I don't want to feel like I'm missing out. So, yeah, yeah I, I do feel like I'll be kind of coerced easily into getting the next one. I could see myself doing the same thing. I guess my problem right now is that I guess I just don't have enough material on the PS5 to like know its limits, right? Like there's not a lot mm. of games. So it's like I haven't seen a game like not get past the limits of the ps5 you know what i mean where it's like you see a game that's struggling to work on this console everything i've seen on it runs like pretty amazingly so it's like if i started seeing where it's like okay this game's taking like 20 like 20 seconds to load the next scene it's like okay maybe the pro but i mean I, we haven't had enough content in games to play to see those limits is what i'm saying so and i heal that argument i actually agree with you quite a bit um, that it does suck that we don't even have a true PS5 game other than Ratchet and Clank and Demon Souls, and then we're gonna go straight to this. Like, and you know, like, like let's take note that PlayStation isn't the one saying this. This is rumors. This is coming out yeah. of elsewhere. Uh, so they're not trying to intentionally uh, upset us. But you know, that is, I get where you're coming from. I would have the same reaction where it's like, well, wait, I have to wait till Spider-Man comes out to get a true PS5 game from you guys. And then at the same time, you're going to be like, oh, but wait, we have a more powerful version. I'm like, well, you haven't hit this one's potential yet. Yeah. So I, I in that sense, I, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. And I do agree with you. Mm -hmm. Moving on to our last article, number four, the big one, the showcase, the thing we've waited forever. The one that me and Chris claim would happen every week of August. <laughs> and then, of course, Sony moved to September just to spite us. Uh, had to make us look the fool, apparently. So I called this one the shiny new Sony showcase. Uh, and this one comes from me, you, us, the gamer. Ah, uh, there we go. Sony held their first showcase in over a year this past Thursday, and we saw many upcoming projects with very little reveals. Dun, dun, dun. The showcase opens with a pretty big surprise. Uh, I think there was already a couple leaks that there's this was being worked on. But... We have. Uh, I think we did talk about the rumors uh when they came out in our previous episode yeah uh and not previous episodes last week but we did hear about yeah. this months ago it's not maybe even longer star wars knights of the old republic remake um didn't show much it was just a tease uh but barely it, that. <laughs> it was barely that but it was a tease that uh i was excited for um oh. star wars knights of the old republic i think is one of those another like cult classic games where it's like people just I think either loved it or hated it uh, or they just wanted nothing to do with it or didn't maybe know enough about it to even look into it and they they, they either loved it or they were kicked out of the social circle okay? yes that's, that's <laughs> how this went circle. down or, you're out or they didn't have a they didn't have a computer that could run it properly because <laughs> well, it was pretty Xbox demanding either. back then yeah Xbox i played it either. on the original xbox i had it on computer and my computer did not play it i had a crystal clear xbox me and my friend bought it together and we couldn't find any games other than this uh jade empire fable and halo to play so then we got bored and like, it's funny because this is we're going to take a little side story here our parents were mad that we bought it together me and my friend because they're like you guys are going to fight over like you you each want it all the time right totally opposite case the, the console had no games 
kind of sounds familiar for Xbox, huh? You hear me? You hear me? Yeah, you are. <laughs> and uh, so there's no game. So then actually it was the opposite problem where we just kept like, you take it. You take it. <laughs> like, I've, I've played like Fable enough. I want to move on to something else. But yeah, one of their best catalog games was definitely this. Mm-hmm. So this one's exciting. Uh, and the fact that they tack on that remake. Now, I know we weren't, we, a lot of people were divided on the Final Fantasy remake. Um, but that one I think is like high, held up to a higher standard because it's Final Fantasy 7. Uh, but I think this game being a remake could work really well. I uh, think it's necessary. Absolutely necessary. Yeah. The game mechanics just aren't going to work now. Like No one's going to find that entertaining, right? Yeah. Uh, so you got to find a new strategy for this one. And I'm all for it. I And honestly, like you don't even have to stick that. It's not like Final Fantasy VII to me where it's like the story scripture and it needs to be taken seriously. Yeah, like, yeah. like they completely didn't. And uh, so this one, I feel like you can take liberties. Uh, and either way, I'm just super excited for this. I agree with you. I saw the teaser, barely a teaser, but it was still enough uh, to just... I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. It made my loins engorge. That's all. <laughs> I didn't say it, but okay. I said it. And uh, what, God help me. What would me. you have said if it said remake part one? <laughs> it's like, oh, oh my God. No. <laughs> then, then no engorge. Uh, no engorge. Oh, that one also did not have any information right. on dates or anything. Afterwards, after the conference or showcase, they did actually say that uh, they they won't have anything to say for quite some time. So this, to me, sounds like a 2023 game. Yeah. Uh, that's my guesstimate. And I think that some people were trying to dig around, and the best that they could figure was, like, it might be a console timed exclusive. And that's what it sounds like. Yes. Yeah. So... Can I, we talk about the irony that we, like, PlayStation got a timed exclusive Xbox original game? Yeah. You know, people remember this fondly for the original Xbox, and then Sony's like, remember that bullshit you played with Tomb Raider? <laughs> Do you remember Just Dessert, son? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, there's going to be a lot of people sore about this one, I think. Moving on. They showed the next game, uh, one that I don't think we would known about. And yeah, I think this one was kind of a surprise. Uh, Project Eve. Um, I don't know what to explain about it. It looks like a platforming, jumping, combat. Uh, it looked really nice. The cinematics were really good um kind of futuristic uh it, it's pretty early to make speculations on it although they did show a good amount but i don't know what were your thoughts on that one so i thought this was going to be called near bayonetta bayonetta 3, Three. um <laughs> it, it just honestly if you were to ask me what is this game in two words i would say near bayonetta uh it or yeah i guess you could even throw devil may cry i guess i use bayonetta just because the main female protagonist protagonist i can't say words uh the main female protagonist and so anyway it looks interesting to me um but at the same time i was so confused the very first glimpse we got the first scene i was like oh bayonetta's on playstation i thought they were kind of moving more nintendo and then it continued i'm like oh it's robots in space this isn't bayonetta and then i'm like oh my gosh is this like the next near like did they just go crazy and uh just totally redo the graphics and even some of the scenes, like Dystopian City, and the, the like, the, there's like a little booth that I'm like, oh, is that the Near Autonoma booth? And then it's it continued, and I was like, well, there's nothing about Platinum Games here, so I'm like, it, it, can it be that? And then it moved on. And it's like, nope, it's its own thing. Apparently, this game was like revealed in 2019 or something, 
uh but at that time is like pc and xbox so this is not an exclusive or anything uh or it probably won't be uh, things could have changed uh same thing here no update no like release window no nothing yeah. but i did like what i see this is a possible for me um because like i said i i've enjoyed previous devil may cries i've enjoyed the near game so i'm like yeah okay i'll try this yeah definitely piqued my interest as well now we move on to another one we've seen before uh tiny tina's wonderland now i'll be honest the the trailer did make me chuckle once or twice uh like the dumb humor um however this is still i think going to be one that i will be passing on i think it's going to do really well but it for me uh it's kind of it's the same it's based off the borderlands uh thing i can't remember there's so many borderlands stuff out there but uh for me this one's probably going to be a pass but i could see it doing well i think people are going to play it how about you do you think you'll play you you won't play this I loathe Borderlands with everything in my being. I hate, I'm not a big cell shaded guy. It can work in certain scenarios, uh, but it can also look horrendous like Borderlands in my opinion. Um, I know some people think that's a crazy take. They love it. They think it's artistic. I just think it looks like crap. Uh, I hate, and the the thing I I hate the most about Borderlands is this is where me and you have a little bit of a divide, but I find their humor not funny whatsoever. I would say it's almost unanimous that most people would say that the best Telltale game is the Borderlands one. I hate it. I hated it so much. Really? It was such a drag. You were the only thing pulling me through because you're like, well, it's an easy platinum. I'm like, oh, but it's stealing my soul. <laughs> and the jokes just never land. Like even in this one, she's like, why are there guns in in like mythic magic? Because shut up. That's why. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, ha ha Like that's not funny. Like this is bad script. Uh, I just, I don't know. And like, and even for me, it's like, I don't know who this is. Borderlands, it means so little to me that I, I only know of two characters. And that's why Tiny Tina, it's just weird that they picked her. Cause I'm like, I know, I think her name's Mad Moxie mm. or something like that. And then I know Claptrap. That's only two that like, you know, really showcase Borderlands in my opinion from someone that's not that invested. Who the hell is Tiny Tina? I don't know. All I know is she already annoys me and that this comes out in March, 2022. Hey, 2022, at least we got a release date. Oh, you're going to hear a lot of early <laughs> spring 2022. Like I said, wallets are about to spontaneously combust around the world. Moving on to a game that I think piqued both of our interests when we first heard about it and saw it. And I think it continues to pique our interest. Forspoken. Um, what's to say about Forspoken? It looks beautiful. Like, I don't think... I think it's probably the, one of the best looking games that I saw during the showcase. And even like today, it looked really good. It minus this is this is. I just want to interject and say this is the best looking, worst looking game I've ever seen. <laughs> and by the worst looking thing, I think you're talking about the same thing I am. The character yeah. character models. Oh my not gosh! Even, not even necessarily the models. It's more just the face and mm-hmm. the the way their mouths move during the conversation. I don't know what if it's trying to go for a different language or something like that. But oh my god. That's possibly some of the worst facial features this, I've seen. This is exactly what went down. Guy named Scott works at Square Enix, having a great time, great career. He works on the NPC characters for Final Fantasy VII Remake. He's making their faces. He's making them look like cardboard cutouts. He thinks he's somewhere between 3D and South Park, and uh, they yeah. look atrocious. Square comes up, and like 
there's no one else. Scott, you're promoted. You get this gig. And he's like, holy shit, I'm moving on to Luminous? <laughs> and he's just like, I'm going to do an amazing job here. No, you ruin the faces. The facial animation looks horrible. Absolutely horrible. It is inexcusable, in my opinion. And you're right. It's the weirdest thing ever because it is gorgeous in every other way. The like, environment looks The like environments stunning. are amazing. The action looks fun. Uh, like, I... I'm so torn in this because I'm like, how did you come out looking like the worst, best game I've seen in the showcase? Mm. No, Actually. I agree. hundred percent. And I'm not even that hard on things like that, but that one was like the very first, like it almost felt like some of the trailer, they were purposely keeping it away from her face. Cause there was like a lot of narration. Mm. And then the very first time they put it on her face and she's talking, I'm like, I was like, what? Oh, I did a double take. And then when they talk, like she was talking to another lady and the lady starts like, I'm like, what are you? That's not how talking works. Have you guys not tried communicating? Like, oh my God. But I mean, other than just that, it looks pretty amazing. I know we're bashing on the one bad thing, but everything else looks phenomenal. The gameplay looks really cool and unique. And I don't know. It's just the world looks just like. I just want to put it as my screensaver. Yeah. No, I, like, I, like I said, everything else looked good to me. Uh, I am very intrigued. It's just. I don't know what's so square in faces lately. And like even the hair, not like Ubisoft bad, but not great. Um, and I'm a little worried about this script because it's written by Gary Witta, who infamously made Rogue One, which I don't know. I know I'm in the minority, but I just didn't like that movie. I think it needed to be a two or three parter in terms to get the emotional results out of me carrying before those characters. But that's a spoiler alert for another time. This game die. comes out in spring. <laughs> this game comes out in spring 2022, apparently. Uh, but it's square, so expect another 10 years of delay. Uh, moving on. Uh, this one I'm probably going to pass over pretty quick. But Rainbow Six Extraction. I think we've seen plenty about this game already. We've seen we've seen two. I think twice now, and it's too too many. Yeah. Too, too many. It's pretty much Rainbow Six Siege, but fighting monsters, aliens, whatever they are. But just, it looks so bad. Like, it doesn't look great. Who wants this? It just looks like you skinned over, like, it's clearly Rainbow Six Siege, and you skinned over, like, the NPCs with, like, these kooky alien forms. I 100% stand by the fact that this should just be, like, an expansion to Siege. It should not be its own game. I'm not saying anything of substance or value that needs to make its own game for this. And I'm a pretty big Rainbow Six fan, but this one is, like, like you said, who's asking for this? Are they... How many years behind are they on, like, the horde mode? Like, I, I don't know. It's literally like Ubisoft's like, we don't have uh, like a zombies mode like Call of Duty does. We don't have the aliens mode. What can you guys do? I'm like, well, we can try to do this and sell it as a whole other game. And he's yeah. like, I, I literally am fully aroused right now. So as soon as he's uh, going heard about money, it full erection, uh, another sexual lawsuit for Ubisoft. Um, but yeah, this one comes out in January 2022. And you can definitely not look forward to that. Moving on to one that I was particularly excited about, uh, Alan Wake Remastered, another one that they're taking from Xbox, because this one was originally, I believe, an Xbox exclusive. Uh, eventually, it did come out on PC, uh, and then it was taken off PC because they lost the rights to some music, and then they got it back again. I don't know what the hell happened there, but um, the nice thing about this one is it's remastered, uh, and it has an early launch date, uh, October 5th, which is not that far away. Um, it looked good. I remember playing the game and I, it's one of those ones that you just, 
I, I don't know. I fell in love with it. I really liked it. I liked the narrating style of the game. Um, I thought it, the f- combat was really fun. Uh, is this one going to be a day one purchase for me? Uh, depends how bored I am. Uh, it's only $30. Is it only $30? I did not catch that. And because it's only $30, I could very much see myself buying this. Another platinum on the on the shelf. Because I think it's just smart remedy uh, getting ahead of everything. And, you know, we keep hearing rumors that there's going to be an Alan Wake 2, right? Yeah. While you have a huge population that has never played it because it never came to PlayStation. Yeah. Yep. So what do you do with that problem, right? And I talked to another person about this, and they kind of said, oh, you know, it's weird that it's only PlayStation. And I'm like, well, yeah, but with Xbox and its backwards compatibility options and how it can just automatically make things look and run better, they probably already have kind of a better version anyway. I don't think Xbox is hungry for this, where PlayStation kind of needs this to make any sense. You want to move on Control 2, you want to move on Alan Wake 2, yeah, you're going to want people to get into the, like, you know, the entry point of the series, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's smart business. Personally, am I excited for this? Probably not. I never, like, I've heard about Alan Wake. You know, it's a 360 game, let's be honest. It's 10, 11 years old. Uh, I didn't even hear much about it. I, it never felt like I missed something. Could I be absolutely wrong? Maybe. Am I open to it? Heck yeah. Maybe the first time it's on sale, I'll pick it up. The one thing, the one positive outtake, though, this is how you do it. Yes, this game leaked five days prior, maybe even more. Well, I guess as a recording, maybe it's it's over a week ago. But, you know, I talked about this last week with Curtis. Uh, then screenshots leaked, so it's not a great kept secret. But thank you for then announcing a game and then only making me wait, like, what, a month for it to come out? Thank you. Like, can we do this more? Can we not? And I'm jumping ahead, but, like, can we not reveal the games? Like, here's a trailer and uh, coming out in 2023. Okay, great. I guess I'll sit on that for two years. You ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I agree with you, but it means that like for a year, we're probably not going to hear about any games for at least a year to catch up to that. You know what I mean? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Look forward to the next showcase in 2065. <laughs> Moving on, and we're going to move really quick past this next one. <laughs> GTA 5 Expanded and Enhanced Edition. This one's coming oh, wow. out March 2022. We saw this one during, what was, last E3? Or no, it was an event. It was, it a, was, um, it was, I, was it the first or, se- I think it was the first PlayStation 5 showcase. Yeah, first PlayStation 5 showcase where everybody was like, And they opened what? on it. Yeah, and they, they opened, opened it on, on it. Yeah. So it's still coming March 2022. I don't know what's expanded. I can imagine what's enhanced. Moving on. Ghostwire <laughs> Tokyo. Who, no, don't. Who, we're moving on. No, no, no. <laughs> who hasn't already bought this game? Have you looked at the sales number for this game? Who doesn't already have it? Why does this matter? This is who the Sky, Skyrim. It needs to be on and everything. It's like, isn't it crazy that a game that's like 100 years old already is getting delayed? <laughs> what is my, happening in my brain? <laughs> Ghostwire Tokyo. One that I was particularly interested in. Uh, I know you were kind of put off by the initial trailer. Neon Naruto! <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, lots of ghosts, spooky things. I, I like scary games. This one looks like it could potentially with some stuff. Uh, I like the hand motions. I don't know why. I, I'm just totally into the hand motions. Casting spells and abilities. I like it. Uh, apparently this one has been delayed. Uh, it will be early 2022. I'm still interested in it because I like the scary stuff. 
Um, did your opinion change at all from this trailer? So I will say that this trailer just cut the black. There was no talk about a release date, which doesn't fill me with any confidence. But I think you're right. I do think they're still aiming for 2022. Um, no, nothing really changed here. If anything, I think it looks worse than it did before. Like, the story <laughs> just seems stupid. The guy in a mask, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I've seen better storylines in a porno. I, I don't understand what I'm watching. Uh, the one thing I point out is people seem to, like... Maybe I'm just OCD, so I remember the stupidest crap, but, like, there's articles, and you can go find them yourselves if you really want to. The The director specifically talks about how this game's not a horror game. He does not perceive this to be a horror game. Yes, there's horror elements, but he thinks of it as an action game, which is why I'm laughing at everyone. They're like, well, this looks like it's going to be scary. I'm like, whoa, you're in for a surprise. <laughs> like... You know, you ass. I gotta lower the scary <laughs> bar, okay? Let and me then, lower like, the scary and bar. And the other thing that I point out that people should look at to see if you agree with me, but every time they do the hand stuff, there's no movement whatsoever. This game is 100% a failed VR game, and that is why every time he's doing hand stuff, he's stationary. You never actually see a scene in gameplay where the character moves. It is really disturbing to me, and I could easily see this game being a terrible game. I feel like this game... And it has the makings of like a four out of 10. Uh, for me, I guess you could say a one out of five, two out of five. I just could see this going horribly wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that I'm perceiving it negatively, but it's just in all the videos that he's never once moved while fighting anyone. And I'm like, what? Like, why is that? Like, what is going on? Like, are you hiding something? Is there a game mechanic you don't want it to like show off yet? I, I'm just so confused by this game. And like I said, it's literally Neon Naruto. Uh, with the very cheesy storyline from what I can tell so far. Uh, but hey, if that speaks to you, go get it. I'm just I'm just asking you to, uh, you know, have some hesitancy and maybe wait for some reviews. I would not pre-order this game by any, you know, please, God, don't do it. <laughs> Moving on. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, got a little bit more of a trailer, a couple more funny jokes. Um, the one thing that you could be happy about is that, hey, it's October 26th is the release date. So that's good. Um, me, for the very first time I saw the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, I don't need to see anything more. Like, I, it's going to be an entertaining story. Uh, maybe I'll get it. Maybe I won't. I, I get the point of it. I'm sure it'll be good. I don't know. I don't have anything bad to say about it. I just don't know if it's... The problem for me is just like we have a really great two movies entries and maybe you can even include infinity war and Endgame because the characters show up so i just like i in initially have a negative reaction because i'm like i'm seeing lesser than versions of the characters i already like uh i don't like the voice work from what i'm hearing i, I the jokes aren't hitting with me uh i don't know there's just nothing about this game that like well and i think the other problem is you know you see crystal dynamics square and we just got off of marvel's avengers so there's just bad taste in my mouth on top of everything else i'm not hungry for this they haven't really showed me anything. and i think my other problem is like out of that whole group the least the character i have the least desire to be is star lord he's kind of the joke of the group so it's like the fact that the gameplay revolves around him and only him uh really turns me off uh they didn't show a lot of gameplay but even in this one i kind of saw it i'm like this is one that I'm waiting for to hopefully be a PS Plus game. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not uh, totally, like, denying that I'll ever play it, but I, I just can't see myself spending money on it. Yeah. Anyway, October 26, 2021. 
Uh, yeah, this is the second time we've seen it, but you're right. It was nice. I think when they first revealed it, it was the Square E3 showcase. And yeah, it's one of those games where it's like, hey, you don't have to wait a long time. So if there's something to be positive about, I pick that. Okay, we're going to speed it up because we're getting a little long in the tooth, as you would like to say. Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. It's pretty much Vampire the Masquerade, but Battle Royale. It I've... is absolutely not Vampire the Masquerade. It is exactly what you said. A Battle Royale, yeah. a free-to-play Battle Royale coming out. All it said was 2021. I don't know if that's a beta, if that's final version. It looks uh, fine. I, I like the different yeah. species of vampires. You, you're not a Battle Royale guy. I'll probably no. I, I try them all at least once. Well, it's free to play. There's nothing to lose to try it. So I I'm with you yeah. on that front. I just feel like when I look at this game, not that it's like inherently like oh my god, but I still am like uh, just it, we're oversaturated battle royales. Is anyone going to be talking about this in a year after it releases? Probably not. Like yeah. let's just be honest. But hey, like I said, at least it's free to play, and that's a positive. We move into Deathloop once again, a game where we... Oh, thank we've... God, because I haven't seen enough Deathloop. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, I think you know? we'll, we'll, we'll slide past this one. We'll, no, we'll slide. no, we're going to talk we'll about how we can't, you show Horizon. we can't show Horizon Forbidden West, which I don't even care about, but you set the standard that it's like, oh, we just had to stay to play for this, so we're not going to show it in our main showcase, but you're going to show Deathloop? You also had to stay to play for that just before Horizon Forbidden West. So why the hell do I have to see more Deathloop? Yes, I get it. it comes out next week, September 14th, 2021. For those that don't know, uh, but I'm sick and tired of seeing this game. I, you know, even they don't have hope in it. This game's been on sale. A game that's not even released yet for a whole year, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So like, I don't even think Sony thinks this thing has a hope in hell. I don't know. Like I said, it might still be fine. I just don't think there's enough people that are going to run to it. I don't think there's a flocking to this title. <laughs> You're going to uh, roast me when it's like day one and I'm playing it. <laughs> but that's fine. Like, I, you know, when I come off negative, I don't want to say you're an idiot for buying this game. Uh, like, I want people to enjoy games. If you enjoy this game, if you think this is a great game, if you think I'm wrong, write to me and I will respond to you and I will be like, awesome, man. Like, I'm glad you have a game because in a year that we didn't get a lot of games, it's great that you found one. And I, I honestly wholeheartedly mean that. Uh, it's just, again, I'm only commenting on what I am getting a preview of. And honestly, in my opinion, seen too much of. Yeah. Uh, but like Chris said, let's move on. The next one, Kid Amnesia or Kid Amnesia? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, they did, this one was a, pretty much a teaser trailer of nothing because nobody knows what it is. It's long. <laughs> it's, it's just, it looks like almost the opening of when the console was announced, just different colors. It was black mm. and red instead of blue. Um, the only thing we could tell you about this one is it's in collaboration with Radiohead. Uh, it looks spooky, but that's about as much as I can get yeah, from that one. Apparently, it might come out November and it's being published by Epic Games, so hooray. Then we got a, an announcement trailer. This one was a new one. Chia, or T-C-H-I-A. Chia, I, don't I don't know how to Chia pronounce Pets? that. I don't know. T-T-T-Chia. Uh, <laughs> um, it looks good. I mean, it's it's I, young, for the younger audience, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, looks like you can like possess different animals on a really colorful island. Uh, I'm sure a lot of kids will like this one. Maybe some adults. Whatever floats your boat. Do you know, okay, so like, you know, there's Lego, obviously, but remember that off-brand Lego where they're like taller human figurines? They look exactly like these character <laughs> models and it's creepy as hell. The whole time <laughs> I was watching, I'm like, is this play mobile come to life? Like, I don't know. I didn't know how to feel about it, but I think you're right. I, I think this is speaking to a different audience and uh, 
whatever. It, it looked interesting. I like, you know, I can be a uh, Paparino and hooray. Uh, that's one apparently is aiming for 2022. I could see this one being a PlayStation Plus. Yeah. I, yeah. Honestly, kind of like uh, Bug Snacks yeah. or Bug Snatch, as some would say. <laughs> Snatch. <laughs> <Man>. Following, <laughs> uh, we got the announcement for Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection. Uh, if you don't realize, that's a play on the names of both of the Uncharted 4 and the Lost Legacy game. Um, so this is good for PC owners, for sure. I don't think any console owners are like, it already looked good back then. So it was like, I don't even, do I need a remaster of this? Um, if you need 60 frames per second, then congrats. Uh, the multiplayer had 60 frames per but second. But I feel like I'm more enticed not to get it because like, if you have a PS5, you get uncharted 4 for free right now anyway yeah so, so i guess like, you get the lost legacies maybe the only benefit yeah but then i'm like well i could just skip the shorter game not maybe you game. don't get the remastered <clears throat> component part of that i don't know yeah anyways Either this way, is early 2022 and it you know it's the only game they talked about porting to pc and obviously it's coming to ps5 as well um but mm-hmm. you know yay curtis get your ultra wide hopefully maybe we'll see so we'll get into some of the bigger announcements at the end of the show. At least I think they're bigger. Uh, mind you, the, I mean, the, the announcement itself is what's big. What they showed was not much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We got Marvel's Wolverine uh, being made by Insomniac Games, which we know they knocked Spider-Man out of the park. So I hope they can pull this one off. They didn't show much. Just a teaser of a guy drink, drinking at a bar. Everybody's laying on the ground hurt. No, it, it looks fine. Uh, they didn't show much. I mean... I think this was maybe leaked. Was this leaked ahead of time? I don't maybe not. So. I, I don't can't remember. recall honestly. I feel like I heard Wolverine getting thrown around at some point in the last couple of weeks, but I don't know. This should be good. It's, like I said, Spider Man, they knocked it out of the park. So I was going to say, if you watched the trailer, he did not get thrown around. It was everyone else. <laughs> Everybody else. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's going to be interesting to see what take they have on this game. Is it? I hope. I really hope it's just not a carbon copy of Spider Man versus like. Obviously, you wouldn't be swinging around, but, you know, are you just clawing Line from building to building. <laughs> yeah, so I, I kind of hope it's something a little different, but uh, we'll have to see. All I know is Insomniac is like Sony's golden goose. I think it's obvious now. Uh, so, yeah, let's... And it, again, another exclusive Marvel property. Like, how crazy is that? Mm-hmm. Clearly, uh, Disney likes what they see from Sony and Insomniac. They are buddies, after all. Moving on to a driving, real driving simulator, Gran Turismo 7, which has been talked about for a while now. We finally have a release date of March 4th, 2022. I don't know if they had that date before. Don't think we did. Mm. What can you say about Gran Turismo? It looks gorgeous. but It's it's hard to tell off a stream, like how gorgeous it probably is going to look. But the one place it did keep hitting me is every time they did the photo mode, I'm like, Okay, that is pretty freaking light. Yeah, I thought the reflections were really cool, too. There's one part mm. where the camera was, like, on the hood of a car, but I didn't realize it was the hood of the car because it looked like the night sky or something like yes. that. Yeah. And it zooms out, and it's like, oh, shit, that's a reflection. <laughs> so, yeah, I it's, it's another racing game. We're not racing game. Well, I think you more so than me. Yeah. Uh, but I, like, you know, I totally understand Gran Turismo uh, in the sense that I understand the fandom for it and... Uh, I bow in its power and glory. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like the people who own Ferraris. It's the game of Ferraris, I guess. I don't know. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? 
Moving on, we get another Insomniac launch, uh, which was very exciting. We got Spider-Man 2. Whoop, whoop, whoop. They didn't show a hell of a lot. I'll let you go into more because you know more of the Spider-Man news stuff. But well, I'm breaking it. Yeah, go ahead. Talk about yeah. it. What we need to talk about first is what everyone seems to not want to talk about. You can go to almost any gaming site that I'm aware of uh, and maybe more. Uh, but nobody's talking about Craven narrates the entire trailer. Craven the Hunter. Everyone's just like, it has Venom. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. They show Venom. But why are we not talking about Craven? In my opinion, if you're having an entire trailer narrated by a villain and you don't show him, to me, that speaks that he's going to be the main villain. Yes, Venom will be in it. I don't doubt if he's a second runner up for main villain, but he's not going to be the main villain. In my opinion, that is Craven. That is why he's narrating everything he talks about. If you don't believe me, he goes in and he explains how he's looking for the ultimate hunt. Basically, he wants to be defeated. He, you know, everything's too easy. He wants a challenge. That's why he wants to fight Spider-Man. So he asks, are you guys that challenge? Basically, the, the one that can beat me. And then all you hear is, yes, uh, we are. And then it shows Venom. So I'm like, I don't know if he's perceiving Venom as like a third Spider-Man, basically a third challenger that, you know, might finally be the one that can take him down. But either way, I'm super hyped. Uh, I was excited for Venom. He's one of my favorite Marvel properties, you know, uh, created by Todd McFarlane, uh, creator of Spawn. I, I love everything that guy does, and Venom was always a thing for me as a child. So I've been waiting for Venom. They teased it in the original Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales. He kept being an end credit kind of tease. Obviously, he's coming. I'm super excited for it. I don't know if this game looks like it might be suggesting there might be co-op, but then we hear articles saying single-player game, uh, so maybe it's just a reveal they're saving for later. All we basically heard was 2023. Uh, but either way, that's definitely my most hyped game I saw. Uh, I'm just going to spill the beans right there. <laughs> uh, do you think I'm ready for this game. Do you think it's just going to be PS5? I do think that one has the best chance, yes. I hope it is, to be honest. It looked good. Who doesn't love Venom? If they could do a really good Venom story, because they'll like the first Spider-Man. They did, the well, story it's not was like really the good. movie is gonna be any contender, right? No. Like for yeah, like the, the oh my god, the fact that he says <laughs> we as the symbiote alone drives me insane in that movie. Like this one, when he says we, you're like, oh, he's referring to host and symbiote. Awesome, that makes sense. That's the way it's supposed to be. Why the hell did the movie not understand that? You have a guy that's like, oh, I read the comic books. I understand. And I'm like, you didn't read one. Clearly, just the fact that the alien already named itself and refers to itself as we. Why does it have an English name? <laughs> like, it hasn't been to this planet. Oh, my God. Anyway, looks we fantastic. Broke him. I broke him. He broke me. So we're going to the last one, Chris. Yeah. Do you want to talk about this last one? Boy, <laughs> do you ever? Yeah, talk about it. It's so not so boyish was, anymore. The last one is the one we kind of all were hoping for. God of War Ragnarok. We finally got gameplay reveal. We finally got you know some story in there. Uh, Freya's pissed, by the way. P.S. <laughs> Spoiler alert: Freya's still not happy about the first game. Um, but yeah, I, it looked good. You know, I do think there's an issue here where. It looks more the same. I think yep. it looks like a PS4 game yep. uh, with 60 frames per second. And this is the issue me and Chris talk about all the time, where if you're going to allow backwards compatibility, it's it's really hard to grow and to outshine your, your you know, the, sh the 
prior, you know, the, the step before. I, I'm lacking the terminology right now because I'm choking on my own words. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the one thing that's going to hold this game back. Though there was obviously some mechanic changes, like definitely more usage with the chains that I liked. You know, if you're spearing them and then charging them at the same time with your chains, looked great. Like I said, I think it's story though that got me the most. I'm like, I'm ready for this. The only thing that concerns me is if you've played the original, I won't spoil it, but basically it was a very small sliver into this world. Uh, and there was a lot of growth where they left you on like, okay, like there's a lot that could happen in the sequel. And now, now we find out that this is supposed to be the final chapter. And I'm like, wait, we went from one God to like, we're just going to clear all of them in the next game. Like even the original God of War series didn't do that. Mm -hmm. uh, that's my only concern, but whatever. I have faith in these guys. Like I said, the first one's like one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, you know, what more can I say? Chris, what more can you say? Um, well, I really enjoyed the... That's actually pretty much the only God of War I've played, to be honest. I know, shame, shame. Uh, but I really did love it. It was really good. I think I agree with you what you're saying. Like, it, I'm not seeing a big step up from the first one to this one. Like, it, I mean, it's more of the same, which is good. I would yeah, happily take it. I'd happily yeah. take it, for sure. But just from what they showed, like the character models are all pretty much the same. The kid got a little older. I think it's a different voice actor. I think unless the kid got older too. Honestly, it's been what four years. But, and but that's where my point is: is four years, and it took them that long, and I'm not seeing enough significant change for me. Like I'm gonna get it. Like yeah. But to me, I was like, it looks good, but I didn't see a whole lot of new mechanics. It looks like more of the same just a continuation of the story which I'm I'm strongly trying to say that it's not bad like that's that's a good thing because they freaking nailed it on the last one I, I am trying to separate myself because I do think my brain's doing disservice to this game because you know the first time it was we got your the game of the year trailer well the first time we got the review like the reveal trailer a long time ago I think it was 2017 or 16 um at e3 you know they totally changed everything. The lore is different. The gameplay is different. Like everything was different. It, it's just, it was such an incredible moment and we didn't know it was coming. Uh, where now we've had it. So it is kind of unfair for me to like expect the same impact that that one had yeah. considering it's a complete reworking. Um, so maybe it's my own brain doing disservice. I just thought I'd be more like wowed by this. Uh, I'm still totally excited. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. I am getting this. It's day one. It's a no-brainer. It's definitely probably going to be a four out of five for me uh, if I can just speculate that. But yeah, it was just, it, I did, that was my walkway where I would have thought before the showcase that this was going to be the top dog, no-brainer. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm actually surprised at myself that it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, like you say, a no-brainer in the purchase. Like, mm -hmm. definitely going to get it for sure. I'm even tempted to go back and play it again. Uh, yeah, I think the PS5 did get a patch. I think you can get 60 frames per second on there. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, yeah, I just didn't see. Uh, that's the thing. I, I feel like I'm talking bad about it, which is like, I don't want to be like that because it was mm -hmm. it, more of the same is great. That's great because yeah. the game was good. It's just I was I, I think you, like like you said, it was like a, maybe I was expecting more to be wowed by some sort of significant change, but... And, and maybe they're holding something back because they, they have don't want to, to spill be. the beans. Like, I do think Sony has an issue, and we can talk about it more now if you want, but I do think their pipeline's so clogged and backed up that I don't think they want to talk about all these other games coming out because 
they don't want to outshine these backwards compatible cross-gen games that might seem lesser than in comparison. Yeah. And so maybe they don't want to show all of God of War's goodies because they still want you to think about Horizon. Mm-hmm. and Gran Turismo and all these other games that, you know, have been just constantly pushed, constantly pushed. Um, and same thing with Spider-Man. I honestly think that's why we didn't see anything about that. I think that's why they didn't want to talk about it. I honestly don't even think they wanted to reveal the two things that they did reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man was no, you know, we knew about Spider-Man 2. Like, it was, it's just, it was going to happen. It was in, what, did, what did Thanos say? I am... Um, inevitable (laughs) and that's we knew that's what this game was right so i just you know when you sum up this whole thing and maybe let's do that now like maybe this is our summary i would say i was i'm not mad it's like what your mom says i'm not mad at you i'm disappointed and i feel like this is the best way i can say it is ps5 had two showcases before this the both those two were before launch of the console but the first one i totally hated i i just it was so bad it was all indies it it showed like there was nothing to be excited for and then they had the second one and it was amazing to me uh it was like the best showcase of that year by far i feel like this is somewhere in between it's not the worst thing i've ever seen but it wasn't what i think i hyped myself to believe i thought we'd get more reveals i thought we'd finally have that answer to the question that i ask on every show it feels like every week like what is PS5's plan? And I feel like we have no update on that. Where they're like, no, it's the same three games. Uh, like, you know, really, when we talk about exclusive announcements, we have Wolverine. But there was no context to it. It was a 15-second cinematic trailer. Uh, you know, so it's just like, if that's your biggest thing, like, you know, I, I feel like when I look down this list and I'm like, okay, what was actually revealed? And though we kind of knew about it, I would say Star Wars was a reveal. Uh, Project Eve, that was announced in 2019. Uh, you know, it's kind of a reveal that it's a PS5 game, but not really. Tiny Tina, we knew about. Forspoken, we knew about. Rainbow Six, we knew about. Alan Wake leaked, but let's say that counts. So, okay, we got that, but that's a game that's 11 years old. Uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto V, I think we knew about it. <laughs> Ghostwire Tokyo, knew about. Guardians E3 leaked the beans. Vampire the Masquerade, I guess that's a reveal. Uh, not a very exciting one. Uh, the one that I can't say, Kid Amnesia. Uh, you know, I guess that's a reveal, but we already heard about that. They Sony itself actually talked about that partnership, and they showed uh, nothing. Yeah, Chia, I guess, is a reveal, and then Lost Legacy. We've heard numerous rumors that that was the remasters were coming. Uh, so yeah, we literally. Like that's as much as we got. It, it was not, it's not a clear picture of what the future holds. And I think that's why I'm a little down on it. Um, is there hype to be found here? Absolutely. Like, let, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, I think even, I, I, I definitely think you, Chris came out of it more positive than me. Uh, but like, I'm not going to say there's nothing here for me. Like I said, you know, we got KOTOR. I'm going to probably get project Eve. Uh, I'm probably going to get Forspoken. I might, when it goes on sale, get Alan Wake or if somebody shakes me by my shirt and tells me I'm crazy for not trying it. Um, you know, no, Deathloop's not going to happen. <laughs> I just had to throw more uh, salt in that wound. Marvel's Wolverine, probably going to get Spider-Man 2, God of War. So it's like, you know, a majority of these games I have some excitement for. There's no doubt about it. It's just, yeah, you know, I, I'm surprised. Like, they didn't talk about Blue Point's acquisition. 
they didn't talk about what they're doing. You know, I was kind of hoping we get that Metal Gear Solid reveal, uh, the remake. That didn't happen. Uh, there's just so much that they're clearly holding back because I think for two reasons. I think a lot of people can't get PS5s, and it's the same thing reason I think they don't want to announce too many PS5 exclusive titles because there's nothing yeah. worse than hearing about a game that you're super hyped, but you can't, you wouldn't even be able to play it if it did come out tomorrow. So I think that's part of it. And then the other half is that the pipeline, like I talked about, it's so clogged up. It's been nothing but delays. And for everyone, it's not obviously, you know, look at Halo, right? It's it's over a year or I guess a year delayed, whatever. COVID. And uh, yeah, and COVID, it's, it's a lot of issues. So I get that they want to get these out before they really talk about the next stuff. But it's just, it is a weird time right now, honestly. So that's my summary. <laughs> if you, you know, put a gun in my head, what's the grade? I'm giving it a three out of five. I'm going to agree with you on the score. <clears throat> um, I think what I, game-wise, I was happy with everything I saw. There's definitely games on there where it's like, I know I'm not going to get this game, but I could see people will be interested in this. There's definitely an audience for it, for sure. And not even a small audience. Like, there, there's going to be a lot of people that, like, that uh, that Chichio one or whatever. Like, it's definitely not for me, but I could see a lot of people getting it just for what it is. So I, I was okay with the games. I think you're uh, spot on. They're trying to hold back stuff because of how many people currently have the console and the demand and uh, all that stuff. I think the big thing that we're missing is just the business side of things. I was just weird. Maybe it's, we're getting old. I want to hear more about the business side. What are they doing with Crunchyroll? What's going on with their deals with Netflix that they're talking about? What the hell is happening with the PSVR that technically hasn't been announced? Like, well, uh, and, and the beta, like, you know, the beta that I think you're included in, like, when do the rest of us get that? When can we get SSDs? Yeah. Are you going to make your own SSD to make this slightly easier for the rest of us that aren't tech savvy? Yeah. Like, is there going to be a new PlayStation Plus membership with uh, combined with uh, Crunchyroll? Are you going to fix the store? That's ridiculously terrible. I, I can't believe. In and the phone app. The phone, the phone app store, store is rough. Uh, are they going to do like, I don't know, anything? Like there's just no business talk. And I, I, I w wanted to hear more about that, which is weird. It's like, it's like, yeah, I should only care about games, but I want to hear the deals. What's their, what's their game pass competition? Like, what, what, like there's what's, what's happening with that? Like it's PlayStation now, but there's there's changing it they're changing it but we don't know because they're not telling us nothing so it's like i don't know there's a lot of that stuff that i want to hear about and maybe that's because we're we're a little bit dug deeper than we are you know oh well, like, i think just as that, consumers and what and we we're, do we're on old, a week we're old fogies like we're used to our e3 conferences where they would do that if it's at the start middle end sometimes they touch in it and all like you know a, a little bit in each quarter but yeah, you would get like some knowledge about like what to expect. It wouldn't be just the games. Uh, I mean, I guess some years it kind of was, but they would still give you a little detail. Uh, but you're right. Like I would like to know more on every front. Yeah. Games wise, like I said, I enjoyed everything I saw. Could there have been more? Sure. I didn't hate anything I saw, but on the business side of things, I would have liked to have seen like what's going on. Where, where are all these backroom deals with netflix i don't know what's going on with them i want to know i want to know but and then just you hear the time frames of the games and it's like are we going to ever hear the business side of things the time frames of the games are so far in the future it's like are they even going to talk about the business stuff anytime soon i don't know give me your game of the show 
surprised I think was like uh, the one that surprised me was the uh, uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. It's not my game of the show, but that one surprised me the most because I didn't know about it. Um, so the, and I, I really enjoyed the first one. I think my game of the show, even though it had some of the worst stuff, uh, was Forspoken. I, I'm, I'm okay. su- that environment just speaks to me. It just looks so gorgeous. Yeah, the facial features look hilarious, but I don't know. That one just seems the most interesting. I know what I'm expecting. I think from from all the other games, like I, mm-hmm. you know what I know. Like I, I know what I'm getting with all those ones. Other than if Ghostwire Tokyo isn't a scary game, <laughs> but I, th- I think I know what I'm getting with those. For Spoken, I still don't quite know what I'm getting. Like it's future kind of istic magic power potentially stuff going on what's the story going to be like i don't know what i'm getting with that one and that one's the one i'm most intrigued for i agree with you i think if i were to give it like three magic awards like biggest surprise you're right i think hands down it's knights of the old republic uh i think if i were to give a a, a trophy a little made-up steve trophy with my face on it uh i would give most hype spider-man 2 even though we didn't get a lot it's enough where i'm like okay mm-hmm. you got craven and venom i'm in you you sold me plus like i said but possibly co-op and then but if it was game of the show even though i wasn't super thrilled with it i i feel like god of war by far takes everything uh, i think overall presentation wise we got gameplay the story looks like something that i want to play uh so yeah it just it's an easy win for me because although i agree with you I I am interested. I am intrigued by Forspoken. The facial animation was rough, though I totally agree with you in the environments and the uh, the movements, the flow of that game looks incredible. Fluidity. There's the one fight at the end where almost like is this a Dark Souls game? It looked a little yeah. soulsy. Um so like that one could be a weird one that comes out and then I'm like, "Oh no, this is my favorite game of the year." Like, "Oh my god." Uh, so like, I don't know, that one has potential, but I just feel like based on what I saw, I'm like, yeah, God of War still takes it. But I think that's just a personal preference thing, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, when I saw the God of War trailer, it, it, I didn't see anything new in it. So it, it just looked like a continuation of the, the first, the previous one, which is good. Yeah. Like I said, but it's just, I, there wasn't anything that surprised or shocked me. I was like, oh yeah, okay. More of the same. Uh, yeah. I think for me, it was just the story aspect where I'm like, yeah, yeah I want to see the continuation where spoken i don't sure. know anything about it yeah yeah it, we could, it could be a miss, yeah. and it and it has spoken in it okay and a face that will haunt my dreams a face that if you said its name three times in the mirror will murder you uh but anyway this is going on way too long for chris's liking so guess what we got to go right to homework as quick as we can do homework uh, what is homework? Homework is when we don't have a time in the show because the show's running like an hour and 40 minutes long. So we just give you the news that we couldn't fit, fit into the show. And then we give you the article name uh, where you can find that article. And then you go educate yourselves. Epic Games versus Apple Judgment allows App Store developers to link to alternative payment methods. That one comes from Mac Rumors. Very interesting. I can't tell if Apple or Epic won, but it kind of seems like uh, the developers of apps themselves might have won. So good for them. Probably Marvel's the better Adventures, outcome. And that's not a sarf- sarcastic good for them. I actually generally mean them. I'm just trying to read this fast. Uh, Marvel's <laughs> Avengers new roadmap. Spider-Man level cap increase and first raid coming in 2021 still. Uh, this one comes from IGN. I'll believe it when I see it. You guys are a pack of wolves. A pack of wolves. Uh, Bungie is hiring to turn Destiny into a TV show, movie, and more. This one comes from IGN. Uh, Chris is excited for that. And... I'm not a big Destiny fan, but uh, if it's a TV show, I definitely watch that. 
Uh, Galt, PS5 stock shortages could last until 2023. This one comes from Push Square. Very upsetting news. Uh, it just seems like every week there's uh, articles that seem to contradict the other where it's like, oh, no, it won't be a problem. Now it is a problem again. All I can say is I wish you the best of luck getting your PS5 because it's a shit show out there and uh, we got to set it on fire. Anyway, we got through the homework. Oh, my God. You have a you cannot complain about the length of this episode. Uh, we gave you everything and more blood, sweat, and tears. Thanks for joining us yet again. We appreciate your time is your most valuable currency. I say it all the time. Thank you for spending any of that on us. It humbles us. It is, we, we appreciate it uh, tremendously. Thank you very much. Until next Monday, goodbye. Bye, guys.